going on, neighbors? What's going on? Welcome back to the Neighborly Table. This is episode four. We are in to have a good time with you tonight. Hope you guys are doing well. I'm your host, John. And I'm your other host, Johanna. Yeah, we want to dig right into it tonight, guys. You know, we want to hold y'all too long. We want to um, be reasonable with our time and restraints. Um, so, yeah, um, today is Thursday. We were back at it, podcast day. Talk to us, y'all. Talk to us. How y'all doing tonight? It's been a long, long day for me. What about you? Same here, but I'm excited about what we're getting ready to dive into. Yeah, we got some heat for y'all tonight. Um, You know how we're going to get things started off, y'all. We're going to do a little prayer first. So if you don't mind, go ahead and bow your heads. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you all tonight for allowing us to do another episode, God. Strengthen us, God. Use us in a mighty way. Use us to teach people out there, uh, Lord. Use us to encourage them. Use us to, you know, inspire them. So we just ask right now, God, that you would touch us, God. We want this to be a successful episode, God. We want this to be an an amazing experience Mm -hmm. for somebody who's listening, who's watching, God. So we just want to say thank you. Continue to heal whoever needs healing, whether it be physically, mentally, touch their bodies right now, God, yes, because we know that you have the last say-so in their lives, God. Yes, we just want to say thank you for everything that you're doing in the life that we have right now, God. So we just extend all those blessings that you have for us and for everybody else into the world, God, and we're going to honor and obey you every single day of our lives. It is in the Son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And the church says, Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Topic of conversation today, y'all. Um, millennial and Gen Z, and it's, you know, it's, it, it, this is a big topic when it comes to church attendance. Um, biggest question about that is, have they left the church, or has the church left them? Um, that's a good one. Yeah, you know, this is this is really something that's kind of been on our hearts uh, for quite a long time, actually. Um, and yeah. to be able to be talk about it is 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 going to be really, really, um, you know amazing for us uh, to get this off our shoulders. Uh, you know, I feel like it's been a burden, a chip, you know, <laughs> that now we get to release. Uh, how do you feel about it? I feel the same way. I feel like this is going to um, validate a lot of people who have kind of been struggling with this, but it's also going to give uh, church leaders and elders information on yeah, uh, yeah. In how to move forward. Yeah, no, Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited. I think this is a conversation that needs to happen. I think this is the beginning of the conversation. I don't think that, you know, when this episode ends that, you know, it'll be the end of the conversation. I think this needs to be an ongoing conversation. Right, right. And I'm excited to dive into it tonight. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, if you're just joining Facebook Live, um, like we said, top of conversation is uh, Millennials and Gen Z. Have they left the church, or has the church left them? Um, exciting topic. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and get into it right now. Um, so this is our We Asked and You Answered. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we put a, I put a poll on my Instagram, and we've been talking to people about this, like you said, for a while. Um, and we got some input from people that we know about whether or not they felt that the church left them behind mm-hmm. or if they just decided to leave the church and why for, yeah. 
for both reasons. Like, why do you feel like the church has left you behind, or why have you left the church? And I'm going to go really quickly to some answers that I got off of a poll on Instagram. Okay. And uh, I'm going to read the responses that I got uh, anonymously, of course. Um, But so the first, let's see, the first response I received was, the church I grew up in wasn't feeding my spiritual growth. The older generation is about ritual and tradition, which can be good, but it doesn't prepare us, the new generation, as in um, millennials and Gen Z after us, for what we face in the world. Yeah. I found that that's really interesting. Um, Yeah, tradition doesn't necessarily translate into, like, real-world principles that you can use throughout your life. So I thought that that was a really interesting response. Mm -hmm. Um, Someone else said that this is a complicated question. Um, And that God is constant. He doesn't change. Um, He is the same as he always has been Mm -hmm. and always will be. But people do change. And for this person, the church has felt really political lately and less about relationship with God. Um, They feel like things feel forced with fake smiles and it bothers them. Um, They said that they are still in church. They haven't left the church because they think uh, the community is important. But those other aspects that they mentioned earlier, um, things don't always feel quite right to them Mm. because of maybe, you know, political issues that the church has chosen to take a stand on, or um, just people being genuine in church as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the other one that I'm going to share is, um, someone said that their church community failed to make space for their experience and experiences, rather, and trauma surrounding sex. Mm. They made, um, they made them feel scrutinized and unwelcomed for things that were not at all in their control. Um, and so they said that I'd say the church left me behind and I, in turn, left the church. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So some, some really deep stuff that we're diving into today that really needs to be talked about. And pretty much everyone that uh, responded to my poll was... There were, they were saying thank you because this is something that really needs to be talked about. Like, I'm glad you're talking about this. And I feel like this couldn't come at a better time. So let's right, right, right. let's kind of get into it. Um, so do you want to go ahead and start by defining what we mean by church? Yeah, let's let's go, go ahead and dive into that word church. Um, so the word um, actually translated in the English Bible is ecclesia mm-hmm. um, and the word meaning the called out ones um, the, the English word uh, church does not come from ecclesia but from the word Korea I think it's Koreakon Koreakon yeah we're going to I might need your glasses I might, I might need <laughs> I'm going to worry about that later yeah 
means that you know you're dedicated to the Lord, mm-hmm. um, and that it's really, really um, that last part really touched me um, because when you think about you know what the church should stand for, right? Compared to what you know people's views and points of um, you know points of interest by what they've seen or experienced at their churches or organizations that they've been to in the past, um, they they actually kind of contradict one another. Um, yeah. For, for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, you know, um, you know, attending church is a big thing for Christians. Um, it's essential, you know, to dedicating ourselves to the Lord. Um, you know, so in my own personal experience, um, I, I do love going to church, um, mm-hmm. you know, because I feel like it is it is a way of honoring God. Um, but there are some hiccups, I believe, in my own personal experiences, where the church, um, quote, you know, quotation marks there, um, you know, lack certain things. Um, yeah. How do you feel about that? I would completely agree with you. I feel like there are really positive and great aspects of church yeah. and that's the reason why you know we keep going and we're not talking about any specific church we're just talking generally right? Yeah. Um, but there have been a lot of things that I've noticed and um, that have kind of concerned me or worried me or kind of turned me even off from mm-hmm. church um, and again speaking generally so um to me, and I think for probably both of us, is that, you know, we keep going because we know that it's important to fellowship with other believers. Um, we know that dedicating ourselves to the Lord, like taking time to worship Him corporately is important. Yeah. And so that, for us, is kind of the reason that we continue going. And I don't know. It To me, it seems like even if you are it, to the people who have had issues with church to the people who have felt ostracized um, I want you to know that it's still important for you to fellowship with other believers yeah. but with that being said you are entitled to do that in a place where you feel comfortable in a place where you feel welcomed mm-hmm. and I, I think that a lot that's the disconnect a lot of people. A lot of people are not feeling welcome. They're feeling ostracized. They're feeling like because of their age, they're not really important to the church. And that's what we're really here to talk about. Um, And to let church leaders and elders know that, hey, this is a serious issue. And we can't just keep sweeping this under the rug and saying, oh, well, those young people, you know, they're just not dedicated enough or they just don't take it seriously enough. That's not what it is. There's a reason that people feel like they don't belong in church and that should not be yeah um so you know this type of conversation has two you know two groups of individuals or people um that you know we want to really touch on because you know this is at one point in time it was the future but actually these are the, this is the present when it comes to yeah. you know the importance of what is going to happen when it comes to worshiping and fellowshipping with God. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to define what millennials and Gen Z are for y'all. Oh yeah, because this is my favorite part. Because yeah. people try to tell yeah. me I am not a millennial all yeah. the time. Yeah. Like, that, that we gotta, we gotta, you know, understand, 
what it is you know? <laughs> that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah you know. Um, and, yeah, because I think a lot of people that a lot of older people think that millennials are still like like teenagers. Millennials are not teenagers. No, everybody, no. Look, look, look let's get a, a clear understanding yeah. of what it is that people, uh, baby boomers and older, mm-hmm. actually think um, that millennials are. If you are, sad to say, <laughs> under the age of 40, uh-huh. and literally a newborn, we're all millennials, okay? Yeah, that, in that's really eyes, what they think. Yeah, they think we're all millennials. Um, you know, yeah, you know sad to not, say. We're not yeah. all in the same generation. No, we're not, we're not, we're not. And it's, like, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we're not trying to, you know, say that, you know, we're the chosen generation and then, you know, they're off on their own own island and stuff like that, you know, but that, you know, it is separated for a reason. Um, but, you know, so here's, here's the deal, y'all. Um, for the millennials, you know, whoop, whoop, that's what we is right here. So millennials, if y'all out there, shout out to y'all, shout out to us. <laughs> we do it big out here, you know, I got to up us a little bit more than, you know, them Gen Z, no offense to them. Um, but if don't, you... Don't do that. If you are, if you are a millennial, anyone born between 1981 and 1996, you are a millennial. Okay, that's according to Pew Research. The people that do like the the national polls and stuff. Um, but it's also important to note that some demographers consider people born like people born as early as 1980, um, and as late as 1996. So some people say. 81 to 95 but um, other people say other demographers the people who study um, generations and populations yeah they some of them say 1980 to 1996 so generally speaking we're going to combine the two and say that we're talking about um, people who are born from 1980 to 1996 they are considered millennials yeah 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 um that being said, anyone born from 1997 onward, as of right now, is considered Gen Z. Yeah. So yeah. let's let's think about that really quickly. The oldest millennials are about 41 years old. Yeah, 41, 42, maybe actually. 42. I think 42. 42 yeah. this year. Um, so yeah, the oldest millennials are 42 years old. The youngest millennials being about 26 years old. So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about millennials. Anybody that's under the age of 26, 25 and down right Mm -hmm. now, Mm -hmm. those are the young adults and teenagers, which are considered Gen Z. Okay? I think think we got it. All right, so uh, I think we all had our lesson for the day. Huh? Right. Mm-hmm. All right. We, we can move on now. Hey, listen, now listen. I, if you didn't know that, or if you did, listen, please. Please let us know. No, 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 no. Nah, it's 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 it's, it's, it's here for the proof. Now, nah, don't let us know, cause we know already. Go let people who didn't know, That's true. or who've been trying to correct you, telling you wrong from right and stuff like that. Let them listen to this podcast. Hey, we said it live right Tell here. Them according to the Pew Research poll. <laughs> but now, listen, moving on, y'all. Um, and this is a really important thing right here because I don't think people really understand, you know, the population of, you know, how many people we have on this world, especially, like, you know, when you're talking about just here in this country. Um, but less than half of the millennials, which is 45%, um, and Gen Z, which is 40%, actually say they attend church weekly. Um, participation 
you know, in the uh, religious, uh, religious and, um, you know, and education. education activities, you know, uh, Sunday school, um, which, you know, it creates a substantial generational, div- you know, division, divide, you know, divide system and stuff like that. Um, Can I just say that I was actually shocked at this? Yeah. Because if you, if you listen to what older people are saying, and I'm talking like baby boomers and beyond, um, well, no. Even a little bit before that, I would say the generation that that is right before millennials, I can't remember what they're called at the moment, mm-hmm. um, and then the baby boomers, yeah. they, if you talk to them, people who are Christian and, and came up in church, it sounds like like almost zero millennials and Gen Zers are in the church. So when I saw these stats, I was like, yes, this is lower than previous generations, mm-hmm. But I don't think it's quite the catastrophe that it's been made out to be, if that makes sense. What do you think? Uh, I would agree with you. It's, um, lo- it's, it's lower than previous generations, yeah, for sure. But but there are reasons behind that. Thank um, you, Ariane. She said Generation X. Generation that's that's right. right. Generation so X, yeah. So Baby Boomers and Generation X, those those stats would have been much higher. Um, hey, listen. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Not, not to, not, I'm not going to lie. Listen. X, Z. We got the cool name though. I ain't gonna lie, millennials got the cool name. Come you on now. Have a cool name. Come on now. Come on. Shout out to the millennials again. Okay, woo, woo, woo. okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Back to the, the stats. All right. There ahead. is a substantial generational divide. Yeah. Yes. But these numbers aren't as low as I thought that they were gonna be. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal opinion. Because oh. when you hear people like the the young people don't come to church. Yeah. And I don't I don't know that I, I see a lot of people who are my age and a little bit older, my friends, you know, family members that go to church. So I'm like, I don't know. This is kind of conflicting for me because y'all are saying that they're not in the church and they are in church less than previous generations, but it's not like they're not there at all. Listen, we're here. Fact, fact check is very important. If fact, everybody, checking. fact checking is very important. Yeah. Not to mention at the same time too, y'all, when you when you're giving your opinions about that stuff, you can't just go off of where you, is you think or where you live at. And I where mean, you live yeah, at you can't, and you your can't. just your personal experience. Yeah. I think we talked a little bit about stats in the last episode and I was saying, like, y'all, this is just you know, our social media poll, this isn't a like accurate sample size. Like if you're just thinking about, okay, this is where I live and this is what's going on in my church that's not a big enough scale to determine what's going on in the church overall. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's just something to think about, y'all. All right. Going on to the next one. Um, there are actually more millennials and Gen Z fellowshipping at non-denominational churches uh, than any other denomination when you're talking mm-hmm. about the Christian uh, Christianity faith, uh, religion, you know, um, which... You know, that causes another problem with who actually is saying, oh, kids are going to church. That's true. Yeah. It could be it could be a denominational thing. I yeah. know a lot of people that I've yeah. talked to, which kind of ties into what we talked about last week, yeah. um, religion versus relationship, is that a lot of denominations that focus more on religion, um, people are saying that those are the types of churches they left. Yeah. Um, 
and that they are more interested in non-denominational type churches um, because they're spirit led not only that but that they're saying that they feel more comfortable there it's Mm -hmm. not just about you know tradition um, and and kind of that religiosity and I said tradition already Um, I was going to say something else but I forgot it anyway but this all tracks to what we were talking about last week too when it yeah. comes to religion versus relationships so definitely go check you know episode three out to you know backtrack you know where we're coming from with all what we're talking about right now mm-hmm. um, what's the next point um i just lost my my spot um churches and churches think that millennials and gen z don't go to church because services are too long this is so funny to me because uh, yeah Obviously, both of us grew up in church. Yeah, all our lives. Um, so, as we are the children that were dragged to service upon service upon yeah. service upon service. Yeah. So I could, I could, I feel like maybe if you're a preacher's kid, you could, you could say like, hey, yeah, I don't, maybe I don't go to church anymore because it's too long, or I, I'm kind of churched out or whatever. But like yeah. generally speaking, I don't think any regular church service is too long. Maybe it's because I was dragged to church all day long and you were dragged to church all day long. Shout out to our parents. We love you. Thank you for raising us in church. But um, <laughs> we were in a lot of churches, children, so I don't know. Maybe we're just conditioned to, to like it doesn't bother us because we were conditioned in that way. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've ever talked to anyone that was like, wow, like the reason I don't go to church is because we're just in church too long. Yeah. That also varies by denomination. Doesn't work. Doesn't work that way, y'all. It does. <laughs> that also varies by denomination. But then the other thing that I will say is that a lot of churches since um, the pandemic, since COVID, have reduced the amount of time that they're in church. So yeah. Now, um, I don't even really think that that's as much as of a factor at all, really. Because um, most church services now, even with things kind of being opened up again, they're typically lasting between, you know, an hour, maybe two hours well, tops. Well, and again, we got to, you know, be correct with how we say this. That has to do a lot, too, with um, where we live at, you know? Oh, yeah, sure. So, um, you know, we have to kind of keep that in mind, too. Um, you know, that's happening down here because, I mean, I, I've seen services, um, you know, in other states. Um, prime example, like Elevation Worship, they're, they're full-blown, you know. You know, they are having normal capacity at their church, you know, and stuff like that. But, you know, yeah. yeah. So, it, it just depends on where you, where you live at and what you're seeing. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that that's necessarily like a prevailing thought among yeah. millennials that are or Gen Zers who are like, I just don't want to go to church. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's because oh, the services are just too long. <laughs> and um, another point is a lot of churches' strong that's beliefs funny. in religion have made them lose sight of the relationship side of Christianity. Again, um, going back to last yeah. week's episode. Yeah, you um, know. it seems like younger people are pretty much done with like this legalistic traditionalism where if you don't 
check all of our tradition boxes, you are ostracized. Um, and I think younger people are, by and large, uh, based on you know the information that we spoke about last week, they're more more interested in relationship than you know checking off a, a tick box of you know a prescribed list or set of rules. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's good that we're we're following this up because it it ties into what we've already talked about. So. Again, if you haven't listened to um, Religion versus Relationship, go go check that out because these two episodes go hand in hand. Oh, this is my favorite one. This is this is my favorite one out of all the Which points. Which one? This one? Uh, number seven. Oh, um, we skipped one though. Did we? Yeah. Which is a good one. That's what that's the one I thought you were talking about originally. Uh, Real quick, I'll hit it. Okay. Um, a lot of millennials and Gen Zers, mostly millennials though, I would say think that churches are only concerned about money and a warm body sitting in their church service. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and... That's a big one. Yeah, listen, um, like I said, I, I, I see it from both sides. I know you see it from both sides. Yeah. Um, listen, guys, young adults, millennials, Gen Z, not all churches are the same. That's right. Um, we can't just say that every, or that one church and mm-hmm. every other church is just alike. Right. There are people, there are churches, there are organizations that are doing what they're supposed to be doing. That's right. They are living by God, led by God, spirit-led, and they are doing what needs to be done. And they are loving on other people, loving on other members, loving on other people in the community the way God loves on them. Yeah. So there are churches out there. Not every church is concerned about money. Not every church is concerned about, oh, just making sure you're there every Sunday so we can look good for the live stream services yeah. and stuff like that. They have some churches who don't care about that. We've been to them. We attend these churches yeah. and stuff like that. So I, I need us to understand every church is not like that, okay? Yeah. Please don't give up because you've had a bad experience at a church where all they cared about was your tithes and offerings yeah. and and. And they blew up your phone because, you know, you've missed a Sunday. Everyone's not like that. And, and if that's you, I'm sorry you had that experience. Um, but you deserve to be able to worship in a place that's comfortable for you. Like we mentioned earlier, a place where they care about you first as a human being and expressing God's love to you. And it might take some work and some time, but you can find it. They're out there. Yeah. Um, so I just want to encourage you. I don't want to invalidate your experiences because right. we know that this happens. Um, we know people who it's happened to. It's happened to us in some instances. We we know and understand that. And it can be really, really, really rough yeah. to want to put yourself back out there and say, hey, I need to find another church. But I'm telling you that it's worth it. Yeah. If you find a, if and when you find a place where people love you the way that you're supposed to be loved and um, truly care for you, that's one of the most beautiful and rewarding relationships and experiences you can have. So please keep trying. Um, not not all churches are like that, and and we want we want you to keep trying because you deserve that. You deserve that. So getting. To the next point. Okay, uh, yes. Now we can talk about that. Um, listen. This is um, a really big one too. Oh my goodness. Listen, uh, parents, uh, grandparents, uh, 
Church elders, mamas, aunties, ushers in the church, uh, choir directors, any 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 type of position you hold at your church, your organization, anything like any any position. If if you're a janitor, if you if you you know it doesn't matter. Listen, this is very important. Youth, young adults are tired of being talked down to. Okay, yes. it's not gonna work with us. It might have worked back in the day because y'all didn't have a choice. It's not going to work with us. We like for y'all to actually talk to us. Yeah. Okay, y'all gotta understand that there is a difference. Okay, the hollering, the hooping, and stuff like that, and just saying it's my way or the highway, it's not gonna work for us. Okay, we actually problem solve. We think we actually analyze what you're telling us. Right. You know that it does, it's not gonna work for us, y'all. So and again, most of us are not children. Millennials, specifically, the oldest of us are forty-two. Yeah. yeah. The youngest of us are twenty-six. Yeah. We are we're not children. Yeah. Um. So please talk to us instead of talking down to us. Um. And scolding us like school children, like. Yeah. Uh. That makes a lot of us extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. And is a reason that a lot of people don't come come back to church. And I and I, I don't want to beat up on just them because I understand that you know I, I'm gonna be straight up about our generation and even like Gen Z, you know yeah in every generation you're gonna have the the bad apples and the people who just don't want to do right you know mm-hmm. you're gonna have that but don't label all of us like that you exactly. know <laughs> we're not all the same exactly really quickly um because I know it kind of seems like this this episode is like a huge critique on the church and it is in part. Yeah. But I also want to remind us, um, millennials and Gen Zers, we are called um, in First Peter five five to be subject to our elders, mm-hmm. right? So we're supposed to listen to our elders when they have things to say to us, right? But like we just said, elders, you can't talk down to us. It's got to come from a place of love and. Um, Respect, like I said, we're not we're not children. Um, a lot of us, and even even with the children, a lot of children who are scolded, getting getting back to like teenagers and Gen Zers, um, a lot of them don't want to come back to church as children either because they're like, well, every time I go there, I just get yelled at by all of the different ladies or all of the different elders in the church. Yeah. Um. So, and I mean, don't get me wrong, discipline is important, but the way that we discipline, we can, we can be, elders can instruct us and discipline us in a way that is constructive, Mm -hmm. um, instead of just kind of beating us down and saying, don't do that. So that's just my two cents on that part. Yes. We, we understand that our elders are important, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and and should be respected, but guess what? We're human beings that deserve to be respected too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, please stop trying to embarrass people during service. Thank you for that comment. Um. Things like that, like that, that those are the things. Those are the reasons that people are not um, coming back to church or staying in church. Yeah. So yes, please talk to us, not at us. Or down to us. Um, um, yeah. You want me to next one? You want me to? 
sure, I can do it. So a lot, we found that a lot of younger adults are saying that, are sometimes saying that they don't need church. And they're like, well, I believe in God. And that's really all I need, you know? Like, that's all that's important. And don't get me wrong, that is the central and pretty, what's the word I'm looking for? That's the kind of central core or central tenet of Christianity is believing, you know, that God sent his son to die for us. So that's a very important piece, right? And I don't want to discount that. But churches were established for a reason. Fellowship among other believers is for a reason. And the Bible says, you know, that our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And through God sending his son to die for our sins, we were bought with a price. So we have to, we are commanded to glorify God with our bodies. And part of glorifying God with our bodies is worshiping him in a corporal setting. So we just want to those people who may be listening, thinking that you don't need to go to church. Church is important. Church is supposed to be a place where you can get the things that you need when you are struggling, when you're happy, when you're sad, when you're mad, when you're depressed, all those things. The church is supposed to be a safe haven and provide you things like emotional support that you need. Those are super important things. So yes, believing in God is extremely important. It's the central focus of Christianity. But also, church and fellowshipping with other Christians is a big part too. So don't miss out on that. Don't miss out on that. That is important for you to be able to experience too. Yeah. I look at it like this. I'm going to just keep it straight, keep it real. You know, because it's no filter, John. You can't be selfish. You can't want God to just, you know, oh, I got a relationship with God. I know who he is. And you can't just want him to continuously bless you and you're not putting some work. It's not fair to him. You know, everything he does for us on a regular basis, you know, you got to give something back, you know. He doesn't really require or ask much of us. And the thing is that it's not just for him, right? He commanded us to do this because he knows it's going to be beneficial for us as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really important to know. Yeah, you know, so you got to remember that. So like I said, I mean, it goes with saying, you know, you just can't assume every church is the same. Yeah. Um, there's a church for everybody. Everybody out there. Everybody. I mean, yeah. you know, um, especially just locally in New Orleans. I mean, we always say that there's a church at every corner. Mm-hmm. That's not just a saying anymore. It's a fact. Um, especially, you know, around where our church is centered, you know. Yeah. We, we got next door neighbors that are churches to us and stuff like that. In front, behind. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. Doesn't, doesn't matter, you know. And it's going to take some effort on your part to find a place where you you fit in. But when you do, it's going to be so worth it. Yeah. Um, Just to be surrounded by people that, you know, care about you and affirm who you are in Christ. That's that's something you can't even 
it's an immeasurable blessing when you can find a place like that. So, again, to anybody who's looking, continue searching. Don't give up. Yeah. Yeah, amen. And if you need help, y'all, listen. Yeah, please let us know. <laughs> please let us know. We will try Text to do us, everything comment, that we can. Yeah. Email. You can come visit with us. You yeah, can visit listen. with, with yeah, friends that we have at other churches yeah. or other churches that we've visited that might be a good fit for you. We're connected all over, yeah. trust me. And even if you're like if you're listening and you're out of state, I, I promise you they're in the state we'll where we where we don't know somebody, we'll you know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and without parents being pastors yeah. like they're yeah, like, you know over. trust me so you know just reach out to us if you're struggling yeah. you know to find a home you know that's really going to appreciate you and really give you what you need to grow yeah foster you that's important yeah yeah all right all right all right so let's dive into some scriptures shall we oh yes indeed the list goes to you know about what we talked about about not talking down mm. um to you know the young adults and the youth really quickly this is this serves as a reminder to those in leadership those who are elders those who are pastors um that young people are important yes we need to respect and revere our elders but young people are important and just because they are young doesn't mean that they don't have value and um they needed to, they we need to be treated as such um yeah, and, and it's a bib- it's it's biblical. Yeah, and they have to understand too that you know, I, I get it. Parents look at you know kids and say, "Oh, they're not my equal," which right. uh, that's a whole other conversation that we can have. Oh, but you know, <laughs> nah, when it comes look, when it comes to the church realm, honestly, everybody is when when you walk into you know an assembly, when you walk into an organization, when you walk into a church. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like that every man for himself type mentality. Like yeah, I'm here, a lot of the time, yeah. I'm here to worship and get what I need and to talk to God however I see fit. No matter the age, well, no matter what age you are, whether you're young, whether you're old, you know, and stuff like that. So we gotta remember that. You know, we we have a place being yeah. being millennials and being G, Gen Z or any generation before us. We all have a place. And just like we say uh, on this podcast, we all have a seat at the same table, yeah. and we gotta understand You're that. Welcome. Yeah, you know that's 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 the main reason why we named our podcast what we did. But getting into scripture, um, this is from the English um, English Bible, First um, Timothy chapter four verse twelve. It says, "Don't let anyone look down on you, because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech." In conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Mm. And that's real powerful within itself. We gotta Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. Yeah. yeah. That's words to live by. Yeah. For sure. You know, um, throughout life, y'all, y'all know how it works. You know, young people, you know, they're searching for role models. Um, they're searching for an example. Um, yeah. Some someone that's gonna you know lead them to to grow and start building themselves up and you know if they're not getting that if they're not getting that you know in the in you know the right way or the right church you know it's it's gonna cause some issues yes you know um um and you know when you're talking down when you're when you're not setting that example mm-hmm. when you're doing the wrong thing 
um, as a leader in a church, yeah. um, no matter what your position is, it, it's 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 gonna it's gonna affect the kids. It's gonna affect the way they think. It's gonna affect you know whether they come back or not. You know, um, y'all always you know adults like always saying, "Oh, kids are always watching." You know, well, if that's the case, we need to be doing the right things based off of what God wants us to do, not what we think we should be doing in a church. You know? Or what we think others should or shouldn't be doing. Right, right, right. Based on age or anything else. Right, you know, because, you know, I mean, I know myself personally growing up, you know, um, I've had my experiences growing up in the Baptist, in the, in the Baptist, you know, uh, world when it comes to Baptist churches um, and if it, I, I, I'm gonna say it like this: If it wasn't for my personal relationship with God and the growth and the path He took me down, mm-hmm. I honestly, and no offense to the Baptist Church, but I probably would have gone a whole other route. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I, 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 I don't even know if I, I'd be where I am right now um, if it wasn't for God, because you know, just the way things were organized, the way things were done. You know what, mm-hmm. what what you see as a kid, how it can affect you, yeah. and adults not realizing that, um, and with me being an adult now, I'm learning personally from the mistakes that they made, yeah. so that way I can, you know, motivate the kids under us in the right way, I can lead them the right way to God, instead of just trying to grab onto them and just say, okay, we'll figure it out from here, like, no, they need to be taught the right way. But they need to be loved the right way too. That's right, and that's where it all starts. And and elders and leadership should foster that love. Yeah. And again, going back to the scripture, not look down on on the youngsters yeah. because um, they're quite obviously our future. And I mean, um, Jesus said, "Let the children come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven." Yeah. We need to. To always have that in the forefront of our mind when yeah. we are talking about um, like teenagers and young kids specifically, um, we need to view them as as the kingdom of heaven, as Jesus views them. Yeah. And um, that starts with acting out of that abundance of love. And if you don't yeah. have that, you know. It's going to be hard for you to, like, lead and guide younger people in the right direction. You have to start with making sure you're filled with that love. Um, yeah. I, I, I think, and I, I was talking about this in Bible study um, at church last night. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of our favorite songs. And um, Brandon, um, Brandon Lake, who's a part of Maverick City, mm-hmm. um, it's one verse he says that, you know, it, it tags along to what you just said. Um, it's not a building you want to fill. Yeah. You know, it starts with, you know, your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Yeah, and, and that, I know especially for me, has just kind of touched my soul in a way because, um, you know, the outcome of the church or, or, or the way I, I view church and, you know, how I see that God wants it to be and what, you know, what he wants us to do it starts with me actually asking him, you know, look, what do you, what do you want me to do? Where, where do you want to place me? You know, mm-hmm. you know how how do you need me to help this ministry, to help 
you know, your 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 family, your your ground, your holy ground succeed, you know. Um, but it, it first it starts like like you said, individually. You have yeah. to you have to literally, you know, empty out your heart and just let God take over. Fill up every every single ounce of your heart. Absolutely. Um and give you the direction and the knowledge that you need in order to be able to produce out his word. You know, so and, and leadership. Yeah. 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 And, and that's a big thing. Um, people don't realize that, you know, yeah, you might sit there and beat up on what kids and what Gen Z, what the millennial generation is doing wrong. Mm-hmm. But in essence, like, like you just said, we're, we're just looking for leaders. Yeah. Um, and I think that when, especially Gen leaders Z. Leaders who accept us. Yeah, especially yeah. especially Gen Z, yeah. Gen and that don't discount us because of our our yeah. age or their age. If we're talking specifically about Gen Z, well, you know, we talked about like how vocal and how just strong Gen Z really is. Yeah, and if they're not getting that love, if they're not getting that that leadership. If we don't um, hone, if we don't hone and harness that. You know, it, it's going to be unbridled. Yeah. And um, in, a, in, in a way that's not self-serving, in a way that's not going to serve us, but a way that's going to serve the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so um, I, I want us to really understand that and hopefully, you know, that, that'll help somebody. Yeah, um, sure. <sighs> Moving on. Okay, go ahead. I, I I just I love when we we're doing these episodes and we're doing our like deep dive into um you know stats and scriptures for our topics. Yeah. When like it's 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 so funny to me how people like just do what they want to do. Sometimes it's like oh these young kids we. They don't do exactly what we want us. We want them to do exactly when mm-hmm. or how. So we're just gonna write them off. And the Bible says to do the exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> like the Bible says a lot about youth and about you know, um, like Ezekiel sixteen twenty says, "Yet I will remember my covenant with you in the days of your youth, and I will stop." established for you an everlasting covenant. It starts in your youth. So don't discount the youth. Accept them and teach and lead and guide them um, so that they can have an everlasting covenant. Like, it literally says, "In, in I will remember my covenant with you in the days of your youth. Yeah. So why are we discounting the youth? We shouldn't be. No. Um, Jeremiah 1 7 says, But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a youth, or I'm only this old, or I'm too young. It says, For to all, for to all to whom I send you, you shall go, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Don't say that I'm too young for service. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be saying that. Um, to ourselves, and right. we definitely shouldn't be saying that to the youth. Especially, we're speaking specifically about Gen Z right now, um, yeah. because you know we're kind of adults, I guess. Well, some Gen Z are adults too. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's true. Know. Twenty-five and below. That's yeah. right. 
Yes, we should not be saying to them, oh, you're just a youth. If the Lord does not say that about them. The Lord says, where I send you, you will go. Wherever I command you to speak, you will speak. If you are open and willing to be used, I will use you. So, again, don't discount the youth. Yeah, he's not going to discriminate on how old you are. Like, oh, no, you're seven years old. You're not ready yet. You know, exactly. It doesn't work like that, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, go ahead. You can read that, but I'm going to say the reason I included that. What number on? This one. Because I talked about this earlier, being subject to our elders, which we should be. But it's, well, you can read that again, and then I'll just underline that again. Go ahead. A new commandment. No, do this one. Sorry. I wasn't clear. My bad. Right here? Yeah. All right. Likewise, you are younger. Be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. That's 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5. Yeah, so I, I spoke a little bit earlier about um, the fact that we should respect and revere our elders. And our elders um, should be able to instruct us. Mm-hmm. But, but listen to what it says. Um, it says that, yes, you young people need to be subject to your elders. You need to listen to your elders. But clothe yourselves, all of you, elders included, with humility toward one another. Humility, right? Let's, mm-hmm. let's think about that for a second. Humility, not I am your elder, you listen to what I say. Right. Humility. And that ties into what I was getting at when I included John thirteen thirty four, which is a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you you are also to love one another. If it's not coming, elders specifically, if it's not coming from a place of humility, and if it's not coming from a place of love, it's, it's, it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not going to be helpful. It's not going to be received well. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to accomplish what it is that you're trying to accomplish. So, elders, hear, hear us out. Hear, hear what the Bible is saying about this. Yes, the young people are to be subject to our elders, but you have to clothe yourself with humility and love when you instruct the younger people. If it's not coming from there, it's not coming from the right place. Mm-hmm. And you are going to be accountable to God for that. Right. I think a lot of a lot of the times people don't really think that far. They're just like, well, I'm an elder and these children should listen to us. But if it's not coming from love, if it's not coming from a place of humility, that's a problem. And right. and you are going to be held accountable for that. Right. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, getting back to to kind of the reason we have this episode all together, um, just to, to wrap things up. Yeah. Well, question.
question was, have they left the church? Millennials and Gen Z. Or has the church left them? Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you're listening, you know, kind of ask that, ask that question to yourself. Mm-hmm. Ask that. And the people in your lives, too, who are millennials or Gen Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask them what it is that, what they think, how they feel. Ask them what their personal experience is. And I, I guarantee you it'll be in a, in an enlightening conversation. I think I think we have a lot to learn from young people. Um, and we should listen to them. Amen. 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 Alright, so for review, we're gonna give you some answers um, to what could be done. You know, what, what what could you do to you know you know fix this issue? Yeah, call to action, if you will. Um, number one is you know start treating young people, you know, with respect. Yeah. Um, that that's number one. Um, number two is learn about them and what they value. You know, yeah. you know, get to know them. Don't just think that you know. They're supposed to just come here and just oblige by what you say, mm-hmm. you know, what you say and what you think is right. Because Absolutely. at the end of the day, like, you're not God, you know, and God might have a word for them that you might miss out on, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So, get, you know, get to know them. Get, get to know them, what they like, what their values are, because trust me, they have values. It doesn't matter how young they are. They have values. We have values, you know. Yeah. Um and you know when when you're when you're coming to them, please y'all come to them. You know from a place of love. Yeah. Um, a stop. lot of people are tired of feeling condemned. Yeah, you know, um, and like the church doesn't care about them because they've made a mistake or they're slightly different. Right. Um, that's de- that has deeply hurt so many people that I know. Yeah. Um, Please, please, please just come out of a place of love. That condemnation is not cutting it. Yeah, yeah. It's not cutting it. And and people are being completely turned off from church in general. And some of them are even struggling in their relationship with God because they're like, why, God, why are your people treating me this way? Yeah. So please, please stop condemning people. That's, that's how to go. Expedition. <laughs> um, listen to their concerns and, and their critiques of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, earnestly work, you know, to fix. You know, as they're working to fix them. Um, and I, I think this comes with panels. We got. We got to somehow create a panel of not of, of you know every single generation, every single you know you know leader from every part, so that we can collaborate figure out how to make this work um, because there is a break and you know there's been you know a break for a very long time mm-hmm. we're just tired of it and we're and we're here speaking about it so yeah. you know if you're listening create panels wherever you are create panels where we can all come together sit at the table and actually talk about these issues yeah get everything out on the table and work towards solutions yeah um, that's really important. It's it's not enough just to talk about it and say, oh well, you know, 
we did it. That's lip service. Right. You have to figure out what the problems are and then have a game plan to fix them. Listen to each other and, and you know, lay out a strategy for how to make things better. Yeah, yeah. And the last one, y'all, is, you know, fostering a welcoming environment. Um, you know, young people can just be themselves yeah. um, and not have to always look where you want them to look mm-hmm. or sound the way you want them to sound. You know, mm-hmm. you know it's not going to work. We want to be able to be ourselves too yeah. when we walk into these doors, when we walk into God's house, you know, because he, he's the only one at the end of the day that can tell us if we're doing wrong, you know, if we're doing right. You have to understand that. You can't be God. You know, you yeah. can't, you can't, it's not going to work. And if you're doing that, if and if, if you're doing that at these churches, if you're doing that at worship organizations, shame on you, um, because you know we want to be able to be ourselves and be comfortable uh, in the presence of God. Um, so please understand that. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite things to say is that we're all different for a reason. If we were all exactly the same, we'd be extremely boring. they're not dressed right or they don't talk right or they 